Hello to all of my potheads. Before we begin the show, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for downloading the shows and thank you for all the amazing comments. And I consider this not my show. I consider it our show. And feel free to send me an email at pod at alexjaguiar.com. That's pod at alexjaguiar.com. Let me know if you have a topic you would like for us to cover and if you want to be on the show for that topic. Anyhow, I just wanted to say a special thanks to all of you and uh, enjoy the pod. This is Pod With Me. Today's show is about bartenders. They tell us their crazy stories while they're pouring those drinks. And speaking of pouring, we have a special bartender that flew in all the way from New York to Miami to be on the pod. And bartenders called in to tell us their crazy wacky stories. Last call everybody, the pod starts now. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey folks, are you ready to pod? Hey, let's hey, go. Are you all ready? Here, ready? Let's, let's talk, talk, talk. Wait, let's go. Are you ready to pod? Alex J. I here. Alex, are you ready to pod? Hey, 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 are you all ready? We are ready. Let's get to it. Ready. All right, I'm very excited because I'm here with the famous, not so famous, not so famous because she likes to keep uh, things anonymous. She doesn't like people to know exactly who she is. Uh, but I met her a couple years ago um, when I was flown over there uh, working and uh, we just clicked. We had so many laughs, we traded numbers and throughout the last couple years we've kept in contact and she's told me many stories of her bartending experience. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I have your Poralicious. Hello. And for those, that's right, you heard it right. <laughs> Why did they call you Poralicious? Because uh, your boyfriend or something? <laughs> what was the story? Uh, some years ago, I, ha- I had a boyfriend. And one day he came to visit me at the bar. And uh, some people overheard. Uh, he, we had uh, like a, this private joke that he would call me Poralicious. And he liked the way you poured the drinks? <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. It was a... <laughs> It was a particular way I used to pour drinks um, for him. You have an amazing experience uh, in bartending. How many years have you been bartending? Well, I've been bartending in New York um, for over 15 years. Okay. Um, And in the bar that we met, and um, I Mm. appreciate that you're not saying the name of the bar. I've been doing, I'm working in the same bar for the last seven years. Okay, so in the same bar for seven years, 15 years in New York. And before that, where were you bartending? In Portugal. In Portugal, wow. Yeah. Okay, so when was, how is it that you became, uh, did you always want to be a bartender? Uh, No, it started like those jobs that you do when you're in college and you say, you know, I'm going to stay, I'm going to do this for a year or so to like get enough money uh, and then I'll be out of here. But then I fell in love with it. Because um, um, funny enough, I wanted to, to um, be a psychologist. And as a bartender, I ended up being one. She works in a bar where people actually go to drink, go to the bar, and tells her their problems. That's what leads Poralicious to the pod. And she's going to tell us some fun stories of her bartending experience. Of course, she cannot name names. Uh, just like a psychiatrist, right? You can't, you can't, you can't say, they didn't <laughs> yeah, make you, you sign anything, but, but you have constant, people. yeah. Well, um, this, this particular bar that I've been working for the last seven years, um, it's 
it, it remains open up to like 6 a.m. in the morning. So a lot of people go there after after parties, after, you know, um, after they're already a bit tipsy. So it's easier. They already have a, you know, they already feel like talking anyway. But the interesting is that you've told me so many fun stories. Why do they come to you? Like, because you work, you're the only one at the bar. It's at a corner bar. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess they feel cozy with you there. I think, uh, yeah, you know, I think they 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 like the way I look. I think I look trustworthy. I think they can trust me. And sometimes they just sit there. And uh, the way it is, the corner, the little corner that the bar is located, people think uh, they can just sit there and just mind their own business. And I don't look threatening, you know, the way I look, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't look threatening. I, I look like I'm minding my own business as well. And then they start talking. And then they start talking. And then they're, well, they're I telling wonder- me. Uh, hopefully none of them listen to the pod because uh i hope not <laughs> <laughs> well that's why we're not saying your name but if they recognize your voice um i have a big cold today so my voice is kind of weird so oh, i hope okay. not all right perfect all right so i know uh listeners are anxious because i've been promoting all these stories that you're going to tell us <laughs> uh let's see one of your first stories that you can tell us from your bartending experience oh, there's so many um the story i'm about to tell involves a woman and different wigs uh, and it all started um, okay wait 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 poorlicious poorlicious take a break i know you're dying to tell us because you've been bottling up all these stories inside of you you haven't told anybody and you're about to expose them here in the pot when we come back we are going to listen to poorlicious wig story but before we do that we're going to listen to bartenders that have called in and tell us their own story don't fall off the pot ready Hey, this is Tony from New York. So get this, true story. I was bartending at this club down here, you know, in Soho. And this guy walks up so full of himself and says, I want something strong, cheap, and taste good. Strong, cheap, and taste good. I rolled my eyes and I laughed. We continued back and forth until he eventually told me his drink of choice. While I was making his drink, some guy walked up to talk to him and started chatting with him. As I reached him to give him his drink of choice, I finally said to him, I see you got what you wanted. I winked at him and walked away, laughing under my breath. But hey, I got a great tip from that. Hi, uh, my name is Omar. Um, I'm a local bartender here in Orlando. I working here around 15 years as a bartender. One day at the bar, I was working, and I saw this little kid coming up to the bar, wearing um mustache, fake mustache, and growing on shoes. I tried to not laugh, but I can contain my laughing. And... He went to the bar and asked for the beer. And I just see the ID and say, like, hey, buddy, sorry, but you're on the age and please leave the bar before I call the cop. And I just literally turn around to take care of another customer and 
I grow, I take it on a beer to give the customer. I open it, put it at the bar, and this little kid grabbed the beer, and you know what? He grabbed the beer and then he ran away from the bar. And I say, damn, what's going on? And he took the beer from the bar. What can I do? I said, what the hell he did? Boy, those are quite some stories, huh? We're back in the pod and we're here with Poralicious. If you guys don't know what that means, uh, her boyfriend called her Poralicious because she loved the way she poured the drinks. And she became Poralicious. Okay, Poralicious, tell us about that story with the wigs. Women with different wigs. It was a funny story because um, one day I just saw this woman sitting in the bar. And she has this beautiful, beautiful bob. Like like this black bob. She, she, bob like a people, Chanel. So bob, for those that don't know, is uh, the hair parted in the middle, short? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And black. And she looked very businesslike, even though she was wearing a nightgown. So it caught my attention because of her hair looks very, look very beautiful. She looked at me. She smiled. We didn't really talk, but, you know, her hair caught my attention. You know, nothing happened. Uh, then the following week, this woman with a beautiful nightgown was there, but this time it was a blondie with long, luscious hair. Uh, and then she looked at me in the same smile. And I was like, oh my God, it's the same women. woman. With the same the, eyes? or she The same to- thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I recognize it by the smile because she has this really big Angelina Jolie kind of mouth. Uh-huh. And I recognize her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Maybe she's going to some kind of, I don't know, costume party, whatever. And then a couple weeks went by and then all of a sudden this woman with this beautiful beautiful dress was there and here she was with this red red really like rocker hair and i was like oh my god it's the same woman and then i couldn't resist i went there and asked what you know and as i said i'm sorry i i i i couldn't uh no not notice that you have different hair what's up with that and she's like i cannot tell you what it is um but do you like it and say oh i like it very much and when we start talking about hair um and that was pretty much it she gave me really really good tips every time she went there what type of tips oh like a hundred dollars Oh, that! Oh, I thought she was giving you advice. No, oh, she no, gave no, you no. money. Money, Ooh. like really, really good money. Okay. You know, she was spend. She she was a heavy drinker, by the way. She drank. What did she drink? Scotch, and that's why she caught my attention because she will drink, you know, scotch with um on like barely ice on it so she caught my attention because she was like heavy on it but she looked really feminine really like frail and all that and then one day she went she came back and she was wearing some 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 other kind of wig uh but then she was um she was with the gentleman and then i realized what she was doing oh yeah, Guys. it was interesting. I thought she was really sexy, but it was a like a well-behaved kind of Rita Hayworth kind of wig, you okay, know, more okay. like a glamorous 
30s wig she had a lot of different wigs so sometimes she so then she was you know she was she was a a, a worker sex worker no I, it's funny but, but i think she would she was the kind of really high paid escort so do you still see her well um i haven't see, i i didn't see her for like almost a year and then one day mm-hmm. this woman shows up Oh, you're not going to believe this. Okay, wait, Poorlicious. Before you continue telling us a story, we're going to listen to a couple calls from the bartenders that have called in with some crazy moments they've had while they were bartending. We'll be right back. Poorlicious, say it with me. One, two, three. Don't, Don't fall, fall off, off the pot. Ready. My name is Amy, and I'm a bartender for a little over 20 years now, and uh, back around 15 years ago, I was bartending at a little tiki bar in Panama City Beach, and this guy was bitten by a shark, and he came into the bar with his shark bite. Part of his leg was bitten off. That's probably say that's going to be the craziest thing that I've I've seen yet bartending. Ready. Can you believe this, Poorlicious? We have the craziest calls. Poorlicious. What was she wearing? Finally, tell us. Well, she was wearing a ponytail. She was she was she she was not wearing a wig. She was wearing jeans, a white shirt, and her own hair was on a ponytail. She was wearing no makeup, and she was beautiful, uh, with very simple beauty. And that, but I recognized her lips and her smile. And I asked her what happened with the wigs, and then she told me she almost died. Uh, a client beat it up, beat her up oh, no. one day, and and she said if she survived, she promised herself that if she survived, she would get out. Uh, we'll out get out. The, she'll get out of uh, sex working. Yes. Wow. And uh, that's what she did, and she found a job. And uh, now she works in investment banking because she's really, really smart at the end. So it took about a year and something. You saw the transition of a sex worker uh, working. And then you saw the uh, something that life gave her uh, that pushed her out of that situation. Yes. And she became uh, an investment an investor. Yes, yeah, she works in a bank. She mm-hmm. works um, with investment banking. She ended up. She said she had a um, degree in economics, uh, and she basi- she was basically working in a bank. Maybe she was using doing. Did you ask her why she, she did the, the sex work? We don't ask why. No, uh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And and you know what? There's a lot of sex workers, and and that's the way they. She they was wanna, an escort. An escort. There's a lot of escorts, and you know that's a, that's a career, that's a profession, and those who want to be an escort, they can be an escort or sex worker, right? Yep. Correct. All right. So now, what else do you have in store for us? Well, poor Alicious. You're going to have to uh, pour me a drink in a minute. I will tell you one story. Um, first of all, I decided I do not work for on Christmas night evenings anymore. You don't? No. What happened? Uh, because not? usually um, the guys that go to the bar on Christmas Eve, they're not happy people. And um, I usually, this is the night um, that I usually listen to the saddest stories uh, uh, throughout, uh, you know, in the whole entire year. Of the whole year. So wait a second, what happens, uh, this is the first year you did that? What? 
this is the first year you did not work on Christmas night? Oh, no, no, no. It's been three years that I don't work on Christmas Eve. Did you ever have someone come up to you and say you weren't here on Christmas Eve? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But the last story I heard on Christmas Eve was this guy that he said he was about to commit suicide. Oh, no. Because he had no family, he had no life, he had nobody. Um, it was so sad that really makes me cry. And I decided I didn't want to hear those stories because they really touch you in a way uh, that makes you, first of all, grateful for what you have, but makes you feel really sad for those people who have no one or no reason to live. Or they think they, think they have no reason to live. Yeah, they, they, that they put themselves in this you know, state or this, this frame of mind that they think they have no reason to live and you feel obligated to cheer them up to make them understand that this is something, you know, this is just a state of mind and they can get out of there. And that's when you really try your best to get the, these people out of this zone. So have you, you know? ever helped someone get out of this zone? Have you ever had a, a, a regular actually I, that, that, that I, you've I, guided them throughout their problem or situation? I really want to think I did. And I actually had some... Um, some people that came back to the bar and actually thanked me for, you know, for being there with them that evening, their particular time, their particular right. day. That evening. Some people um, actually went back and told me they were really, you know, just thanked me for being there just to listen to them, just to be, just to be a good listener. Because sometimes people just want to talk. Uh, people are very lonely, you know, in the, in, you know, in the e, you know, in the, the deeper the nights at 4 a.m., sometimes you just want someone to listen to you, yeah. and that was there. So a lot of people would come back and just say, "Hey, thank you. That's all I needed. You know, a drink and someone to listen to my story." All right. So okay, so poor delicious. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, you're gonna talk to us. Besides your last story, you have another story to tell us. Before you get to that story, you're gonna tell us the challenges of being a bartender what bartenders go through uh, on a daily basis. And as far as dating, what's your dating life like uh, when you are a bartender? Is it more challenging because you're a bartender? You're going to tell us all that, but we're going to listen to some more calls. Don't fall off the pod. Ready. So besides Pod With Me, I also have a production company. It's called AJA Creative Media. And one of the services I have is Biopodme. Biopodme is a video resume. So if you're looking for a job, it's one of the best ways to get one. I will interview you. Make sure you look good in front of the camera. I will produce it with lots of effects and music and everything. Of course, considering what type of job you're getting. But it will be very professional. It, it will look like it was made for television. And you send that link right before you get interviewed. And uh, I assure you, you're going to be ahead of the game. So if you want to try and get that job and really stand out from the rest, uh Go to ajacreativemedia.com. That's ajacreativemedia.com and check out Biopodme. Hey, Alex. Uh, this is Jay calling from Nashville, Tennessee. I uh, work as a bartender at a well-known strip club over here. And um craziest thing I've seen about two months ago, one of the girls, um, this is going to be a little bit gross, but um, literally she shit herself while she was on stage and she made a huge mess for everybody else uh, I guess she was sick or something 
and but there was like shit everywhere. They had to shut the place down for about an hour uh, so they could clean the mess. Ready. <laughs> that story oh was too much. God. Oh my goodness. I don't know what type of listeners I have, poor Alicia. But then again, I have you here, poor Alicia. <laughs> All right. So tell us um, what are the challenges for a bartender? Well, first of all, you work on odd hours. So sometimes if you have a boyfriend or if you have a husband and they work like a nine to five job, this is weird because usually when you're arriving home, they're getting ready to leave home. So this can be very challenging because your your schedules don't match. You work over the weekends. They don't work over the weekends. Um, so this can be very challenging. Uh, but most of all, they get jealous. They get jealous because you get a lot of attention at the bar. And you know, the, the, the bar that I work for, you know, at, you get a lot of celebrities, a lot of famous people. So they tend to be very, very jealous. It's like, oh, so you know this guy, you know that guy. Uh, I used to have this boyfriend that he will go check me out throughout the evening. And one day he saw me with this very, very hot actor and he freaked out you know but you, you think you know we're just friends you, you the guy was just chatting you know he had his life he was dating this gorgeous gorgeous actress you know there was nothing going on there who was the actress i, I cannot tell you but <laughs> she's tall and blonde and oh super sexy oh boy so he will not leave her for me for sure but we're really good friends and and he's very very talkative so my boyfriend freaked out and he broke up with me because of that. Mm. And, and there was nothing going on. So yeah, sometimes... They built the movie in their heads? Yeah, because it was a movie in his head. And he, could get o- he couldn't get over the fact that he was thinking whatever he was thinking. But, you know, if, uh, it, it's a good lesson because then you, you, you start avoiding the insecure kind of guy you know so my husband now i'm married and my husband totally understands he's actually a musician so we have schedules like very similar schedules uh so we don't have a problem and he's also very very hot so we don't have does he play at your bar no do you get jealous yeah actually i do a little bit because he is uh, at a very famous band he plays in a very famous band but again, we trust each other, and that's what it counts. Poor Alicia's tell us, tell us who he is. Let me I see can't. your wallet. I bet no. you have a picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want the girls looking at him. <laughs> so I want, I want to ask you what. what but I can tell you one thing. Go ahead. There are people with um, a lot more challenging relationships than a bartender, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like this woman that walked into my bar once and. She has this very, very interesting story. You want to hear it? Yeah, of course you're here. So one day this woman walks in and um, she was not happy. And I really like to cheer up my clients, as you know. So I went there and, um, you know, start a small conversation, ask what she wanted to drink. She wasn't sure. I, you know, I started talking about some cocktails. So you can tell that she was not a girl that there was, you know, uh, used to drink so she she didn't know the names of the cocktails like she didn't know what to drink uh, but she was really really sad um, so I ended up giving her an apple martini you know girls favorite um, so we start chatting and she's really really sad and she was about to cry and say girl 
what's going on, you know, you know, start talking. And then she said, well, I have to make a very, very hard decision. And then I asked, out of a joke, it's like, oh, this decision has to do with love. And then she said, yes, it has to do with love. And then she started crying. And then I waited, I waited till, you know, she felt better. And, and then I asked her, do you want to ta- talk to me about it? And she says, well, I'm about to make the, the, the hardest, hardest decision of my life. And then she started telling me that she was married for over 12 years and she had a son and she was very, very happy and she had it all, you know, the house, the car, the trips to Europe, the son, and everything was like perfect in her life, Mm -hmm. but she never had a happy sexual life. But she thought it was okay until she met this woman at her yoga class. And she started, you know, and then after the yoga class, they start having coffee and lunch. And one day she went to this woman's house and they start getting to know each other a little better. And she fell in love with this woman. And um, after six months of really intense, relation with this woman she decided it was about time to leave her husband wow yeah and she was about to go home to take the train she lives in suburbs and you know how it is the commuting in new york maybe you guys don't have that here in miami i don't know we got the metro in in downtown (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't count (laughs) you know so people work in new york and they take the the train yeah Mm -hmm. so she was about to go home to get the train so she had like half an hour to kill and she was taking a drink to take the courage to, uh, to go home and tell her husband that she was going to leave him for an, another woman. Wow. Do you, did she ever come back and tell you what was her husband's reaction? No. Or, no? No. And I was really, really curious because she, you can tell, like, she was really thorn. Like, it was a very hard decision this woman was in pain and to think it's not only her so many people go through this yeah yeah we don't know of but yeah it's an everyday thing i've heard and also there's other people in the mix like her husband her son you know her her family his family she said she adored her Mm mother-in-law and she was in pain because she said she would hurt her Mm -hmm. Uh, but she said she could not continue with a lie you know and she said she she knew she was a lesbian so wow yeah that was hard for her so you know so, you end up being that's why I, I was telling you you end up being kind of a therapist because you hear all these stories and people ask your opinion and sometimes you feel responsible of, of, of what kind of answer you got to give it to maybe we people. should start sending bartenders to therapy school <laughs> I guess so. You must be a therapist to be a bartender. Yeah, you know? then we can judge better, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Okay, poor Alicia. Now you told us about bartending in general because you've been counseling so many people throughout the years. What advice do you have for all of us in general? Just one something, anything you want. Take an Uber home. Ah, that's a good. But if they don't have an Uber, take a lift. And if they don't have a lift, take a cab. (laughs) 
Just don't don't drink and drive. <laughs> Thank you so much, Poorlicious, for being here with us. It's been a lot of fun. And speaking of stories, I want everyone to know that this is our show. I consider it everybody's show. Everybody who listens to the show, you are part of the show. So you have a responsibility, and that is to listen and uh, comment. Tell me what topic you want us to cover, what, what you think is really important for me to cover. Let me know. In the meantime, I have a lot of cool stuff coming up on the pod, so I'm very excited. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, don't fall off the pod. For more on Pod With Me, please download the Apple Podcast app. Don't forget to hit subscribe after you find us. And if you scroll down, you can hit those five stars. You can also find us on alexjaguiar.com. That's alexjaguiar.com. And on that website, besides listening to the pod, you can watch Throwback Thursday Raw. From all the years of TV reporting, I will put a segment with a celebrity or a fashion show or something that I've covered throughout the years. And I have all that cool footage. And I'm happy to say we are now on Stitcher, SoundCloud, the Source app, and iHeartRadio. This is Alex J. Aguiar. And remember, don't fall off the pod.